What is good, world? Welcome back to another episode of R&B. Hi, everybody. <laughs> we are still, you know, living a quarantine good life. I'm at my house. Brittany's at her house. And you know how we usually start the show. We say, like, you know, how's your week? But now we have to change it to how's your quarantine? <laughs> I know. Um, it's, well, okay. So I think everyone knows by now, but we live in Florida. And Florida, just yesterday, or I guess technically like last night at midnight started um, like a full state stay at home order. So now everyone like has to stay home, even though people aren't staying home. Uh, I saw this girl on a lake today and I'm like, bitch, have you like not been watching the news? I understand that like, okay, you're, you think you're on the lake, whatever, but that you don't know who touched that boat before. And then the person that you're with, is not the person that you live with so you're kind of getting into you know contact with whoever they also were in contact with you know yeah. kind of just like bending the rules i'm just i'm just so over i was watching a video on facebook and it's about like uh africa how like they have the stay at home orders and two and stuff like that but the police officers mm-hmm. are literally going around the town if they see people out beating them with the sticks I'm like, that's really, that's really what we need at this point, because the reason why everything is like things are so bad in the U.S. is just because I get it. My freedom, my freedom. I want my freedom to do whatever I want. But that same freedom is killing us. It's literally killing us. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like I and then I saw another video where it was like a, some kind of Spanish country or whatever. But he was driving through the streets, throwing water at people. Telling them to take their ass inside the house. Yeah. It's like we need something more oh, than just to be like, gosh. just stay in the house, you know? Yeah, well, those countries also don't have, like, the government that we yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, you know I know, I mean? but, and, like, what I'm saying is, like, mm-hmm. those freedoms that we have are the same freedoms that are choking us, you know, because people people are mm-hmm. so entitled to be like, oh, well, I'm going to go and do this because I have the right. And it's like, all right, cool, but guess what? That right is killing everybody else, so. Yeah, no, you're completely right. I know that it's definitely, like, oh, it's my will, my free will to, like, do whatever I want while people aren't, like, abiding by you know, what the state is recommending. And then there's honestly, like, no consequence. Like, I I think that cops can ticket you if they pull you over and you don't have, like, a legitimate reason for why you're out. But I have not heard of anyone getting ticketed. And then you can honestly just lie and say, like, oh, I'm going to a store over here because, like, they don't have toilet paper where I live. You know what I mean? And, like, they would never – they can't, like, tell you you're you're lying because, I mean, they're not in your house. They don't know, like – what you've been wiping your ass with. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, what have you been doing, I guess, because we have been following the social distancing and staying in our houses. So what have you been doing to, like, keep yourself entertained? So, of course, Robert and I are both still in nursing school. That hasn't stopped. It hasn't stopped. Um, yeah, so all of or my class has switched to being online. So now, like, my lectures are online, and so I've been doing that. I have a test on Monday um which I'm trying to study for but it's so hard for me to study while all of this is going on like to find the motivation to focus because you know like the content that we learn is like very dense Mm -hmm. so you have to be very engaged when you're studying it or you won't understand at all so I've been just like struggling with that literally just struggling with like reading the chapter like taking a whole day to read one chapter because I'm just like so unmotivated at this point you know and and I just realized that obviously that this semester is like basically done. So my te- I have my third exam on Monday and then my fourth exam, which is the last one is a week from, from the, from the last yeah. one. And I'm like, wow. So you mean I have a week to learn like six more topics, like 
I am gonna die. Yeah, that's intense. And it is it is really yeah. weird to think that like you would think that with yourself being at home and like you have so much like more free time that you would be more motivated. But I've also run into like mm -hmm. the same thing where it's like it's not that I'm unmotivated. Like I get up every morning and I've been doing like my my normal like five mile bike ride and then I'll work out afterwards. And then like, you know, I'll still do my like my homework and stuff like that. But it's just like in terms of like even something like at the podcast that I love, I'm like, when you're just stuck inside and you like you don't experience new things, I like coming and like talking about like new things, you know? So I've even found myself a little mm -hmm. bit unmotivated when it comes down to that. But I think that like it's very important for us to try to, you know, find the brighter side in all of this because we still have to do this for another what, two, three weeks. So you need to like I think that Oh, more than that. Yeah, exactly. I think that like trying to like finding a routine. Like I think working out has definitely helped me a bunch because mm -hmm. at first I wasn't really sleeping well. I was just staying up till freaking three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning for no goddamn Bitch, reason. Me too. For no reason. Like I'm just up. I'm like, what am I doing? And it's like I I I thank God for video games because video games have come all the way through. <laughs> like, you know, like being able to play <laughs> online with your friends and stuff like that, and then having like a headset, like all my friends that I talk to on a daily basis, I'm talking to anyway. It's just that we're not seeing it face to face. Yeah. So it's not like I'm really losing out on the social aspect of life. I'm just losing out on like the, I don't like the whole like being stuck somewhere. And I know nobody does, but I, I think that we just have to keep the bigger mm -hmm. picture in mind to make sure that like, you know, we don't, that we can get over this, that we can get through this. Yeah, it's funny because I've been, I already was the type of person to like stay up really late. But since we've been in school, obviously our hours for school are very, or for me at least, are very early. So I would always get tired around like 11 or midnight. And then I would wake up just naturally at least by nine o'clock, like probably eight o'clock, yeah. you know? And now that we don't have to wake up for school anymore, I have been going to bed at like four or five o'clock every night and it's just like I'm not tired because I'm not like I'm not using any of the energy that I have so I'm just not tired and then I get caught up on some YouTube videos <laughs> something to keep me interested and then by I started Ozark so of course by the time you know it bitch it's 5 a.m and I'm like forcing myself to go to sleep and then I wake up at 11 or noon and then I and then honestly the days they don't feel that long yeah, I don't know, if it's I because, know. I, because I have school yeah, I don't because everyone's been complaining like, oh, my God, the days are so long, but it's because they have nothing to do. I still have schoolwork. So uh, if I wake up at 11 or 12, I finally get downstairs and it's freaking like one o'clock and then I start studying. And you know how how time flies when yeah. you're studying. And so honestly, the days have been zooming by for me and I'm probably going to fail my test. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> I mean, we're taking them at home. So, I mean, don't get us wrong. It is a lot more easier. But I mean, of course. Cause you can use your, you can use your books and the materials that you have around you, but it's still hard material. So, I mean, either way, it's still yeah. going to be the struggle, but I totally agree with you with the whole day is thing. I'm like, I get up, I've been usually getting up around like 10 or 11 every day too. And then by the time I like work out, I'm done working out, I shower, it's like two, three, by the time I eat lunch, you know, and like, you know, watch it, watch a show or two, it's like six o'clock and it's like, yo, these days, like I've, I've started getting to the point where like all the days when I feel like one, you know, cause I'm Whenever yeah. Oh my gosh. I have no idea. Yeah. What day whenever it is. you're doing no it, like the same routine over and over and over again, it just starts to like run into each other, and you're like, "What day is it?" Because you don't have you don't have a reason to know what day it is. You literally don't have a reason to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I 
it's if I don't look at my phone and check what the day is, I have no clue. Um, I honestly like my lectures have been on big blue button and they luckily record the lecture for you so that you can watch it like anytime you want. But I have been forgetting that I even have lecture. Like I, I woke up one morning and I was like, shit, it's 11 and my lecture was at nine. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to get my shit together. I started setting alarms for things. Cause I'm like, I don't know what day yeah. it is. And yeah, honestly, I've, I've been baking a lot, baking and cooking a lot which has been really nice because I that's already something that I liked. But now that I have all, all this extra time and obviously I'm home so I can actually eat the food instead of it yeah. going bad. I've been like spending every night like cooking and baking and stuff and just taking my dogs on like really long walks so that they can get exercise. So I know they have. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I'm like I saw a meme that was like, um, now I know why my dog is so excited to go on a walk. <laughs> yes i saw that too i'm like i feel really you. Though. And like, so just to like get out of like the house or whatever and the, the weird part is, is that like i'm not to the point where i'm like freaking out though i'm not to the point where i'm like oh my god i'm so tired of being at home blah blah, blah. like my my oh, no, my parents are just my mom in general she uh got furloughed so obviously she's been home a lot she's just saying how like this is driving her crazy and she doesn't understand what to do with herself and blah 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 your mom is super like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm like, you know? I'm not, I'm not like general. that at all. I have so much like going on and so much to do and so many things that I like want to complete during the day that I'm like, I don't really have time. Like I'm not, there's not a time where I've been sitting down. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so bored. I'm like, y'all, we got hobbies. Like there's a freaking guitar behind me that, I, that has a whole bunch of songs that I want to learn. Once again, like I said, I play video games all the time. I think it's super important to like, keep up with that fitness. Like, you know, if even if you're not going to, you know, do a huge workout, just get up. You know, go outside for a walk, get that fresh air, exert that that energy because mm -hmm. that has been helping me with my whole sleep schedule. Because now that I'm like, you know, doing those miles and doing the workout, by the time it comes tonight, my body is tired. And I can actually fall asleep. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I think it's super important to try to get that stuff on track now because once you know the world does open back up and you can go back outside, and it's like, okay, get back to it. Your body's not going to snap back to it the way you think it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know all of us are getting fat as hell, sitting at home every day, like really not doing shit. And like you said, I know a lot of people have been getting like going crazy with being uh, bored at home. But I, I hate to like keep bringing this up. But because of school, I'm so thankful to be home because since school started, I feel like I'm never yeah. home. Like, I would cherish the like one day a week that I would get to be at home and not have like all this time. And like, I have two dogs, I have like a big house, like, I'm totally chill. You know, I'm an introvert anyway. So I'm low key, like not trying to hang out with anyone. Like my friends, uh, well, like, like Kat, she's been inviting me to like, um, go to her house because she's been in quarantine. And we've, we've been together since this whole thing started. So we feel comfortable with each other. Um, and neither of her social like showing symptoms or anything like that. And I'm just like, borderline, like, can everyone just like, stop asking me to like talk and yeah. hang out like I, I just like want to like be I'm, I'm like in my little cocoon like I like being there you know but once this semester is over I'll feel a lot better even though I don't know about you but um nursing four is supposed to be online and I'm like bitch I don't yeah, know they're, trying to, do they're trying to transfer ours into online too and it's just like just to like start directly from mm. Start hard. directly from online and like not have any face to face interaction. It's like what, like you know, like it's, it's, it's that's a huge yeah. transition and that's a lot. But I mean, I I don't know. I t to be honest, I can't even think of the people who have like 
mental problems. Like, you know, like you're battling like depression and like anxiety and stuff like that on a normal basis. And now you're forced to like stay home. And like those mm-hmm. people who are the, like the, the ex- extroverts and that they feed off the energy of others and that like, you know, being around other people actually like helps them and like brightens their day. They must be like really going through it too. And I think it's just really important to like, you know, the people that are around you that like, you know, you know really well and the people who are extroverts in your, in your life, like just reach out to them to make sure that they like they are okay. And, you know, I think it's, like now it's mm-hmm. even more important to try to like hold on to the relationships that we have because it's this whole social distancing thing should be like, yeah, physically distanced, but we need, we need each other even more now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Yeah. And I know that a lot of people are struggling with like the lack of human interaction that they have. And of course, you know, when you don't have a lot on your plate to do in a day, your mind starts to wonder and you can like lead yourself into like a dark place. But that's exactly why we are able to still go outside. I feel like going outside and getting some sunlight and just being able to like feel the breeze on your skin is a great way to just help yourself um, like ground yourself so you don't get lost and like just being at home and like stuck in your own head and like not hearing anyone else's voice, you know? And it's funny because like, so Robert and I actually are going to do a Zoom call with our friends that we went to Amsterdam <laughs> with tonight. So that, <laughs> I think that's so hilarious. And then the, the girls at my job are doing a Zoom call happy hour tonight too. So I'm like, even though we're physically apart, th- girl, there's still FaceTime, there's Zoom, there's all of these other like platforms that we can use in order to still be connected with each other because like you know I mean mental connection is the greatest thing to me you know you don't have to be here physically for me to have a yeah, conversation that's so true you. I'm like I just try to be trying to like look at the positive outlooks of this to like what this whole entire thing could have like caused I mean I found this poem that I really like and I, I think is a great way to like outlook it like have the outlook on the whole coronavirus thing so I'm gonna go ahead and read it, it says we fell asleep in one world and mm-hmm. woke up in another Suddenly, Disney is out of magic. Paris is no longer romantic. New York doesn't stand up anymore. The Chinese wall is no longer a fortress, and Mecca is empty. Hugs and kisses suddenly become weapons, and not visiting parents and friends becomes an act of love. Suddenly, you realize that power, beauty, and money are worthless and can't get you the oxygen you're fighting for. The world continues its life, and and it is beautiful. It only puts humans in cages. I think it's sending us a message. You are not necessary. The air, earth, water, and sky without you are fine. When you come back, remember that that is that you are my guests, not my masters. And I think that that's like super dope because it's like when you really when you when you really think about it, we are all being placed inside while the earth is still going on outside. Like you know, like it's 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 healing, it's regrowing, mm-hmm. it's rebirthing. Like yeah, it's, it's thriving. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally living its best life, and it's like. We've done so much to the planet in terms of like global warming and toxins and pollution and just, you know, over overpopulation. And we just we've done so much harm that it's like it's finally the earth's time to be like, okay, well, I need you guys to sit down. I need you guys to sit down so I can figure myself Mm -hmm. out, you know. Yeah, I feel like that's honestly like what this has been. It's like a reset. And I really hope that when people when we come out of this at the other end of the tunnel that people are realizing that like I'm human you know and I think that with modern medicine people started to feel invincible like oh nothing's ever gonna like kill the human race and it's just like look how look how easy it is for us to die 
Do you know what I mean? Like a one virus is taking out the whole world. And I think everyone needs to just really, yeah, as you said, appreciate the earth and all that it does for us. Because look, while we are, you know, our economy is shit, people are dying, like humans are at like a completely like terrible point right now. The earth is so much better. You know, the skies are clearing up, the water is clearing up, like there's less trash, there's like less uh, pollution, you know, and it's kind of, one of those things where if you really think about it, if we want to live the life that we were living before this all happened, then the earth has to die and then we can't live it. And then if we want the earth to be good, then we need to change what we're doing. So it's like, come on guys, like look at the big picture or we die. Yeah. Yeah. One or the other, because clearly the way that it was going on was not working out, but yeah, this has helped me to feel super, super human, even though I already felt human. I just hope all these white men at the top mm-hmm. also kind of feel human when they get sick and they realize that, like, damn, like, money they cannot save you, bitch. Money does nothing money right now. Money cannot save you. Hey, yep, well, exactly. that's going to be our little, our I... little talk on the coronavirus. Obviously, you know, that's not the only thing that we want to talk about. Sometimes people want to listen to something else to escape, you know, all that depression and all that stuff. But at the same time, it's something that's very serious that's going on. So we can't just glaze over it, you know? Exactly. We don't want to ignore it. But we also don't want to spend way too much time talking about it because we know that you guys... All, if you turn on the news, you're not even going to hear about like anything local. You're just going to hear about like the coronavirus like 24-7. So, you know, we just we definitely want to address it, but move on. And let's let's just have a light conversation today. Um, today, Robert and I, we actually recorded this exact episode, not exact episode, but like the topic that we're going to be talking about. Um, what mm-hmm. was it like three weeks ago? And the audio turned out so bad. We sounded like we're underwater and it was, we didn't want to put out something that was terrible audio because who wants to listen to anything like that? You know what I mean? Especially if it's like, mm -hmm. yeah. And it was, the conversation was like an hour and it sucks when this happens because the conversation that you have the first time is never going to be the same as the second conversation. And we were asking each other like philosophical questions and just questions about like, what would you do if this were the case? And I feel like our answers were like very interesting. And so it sucks that we couldn't show you that with you guys. But today we are going to try to do the same thing. We're not asking each other the same questions. Um, I'm actually, I'm not even sure where Robert's getting his from, but I'm um, getting mine from a different place than him. I'm actually just going to a bunch of different websites Um, with questions on it and just pulling ones that I feel like are interesting so that we can talk about it um, because we just want to have something light for you guys to listen to today we don't need to ask you any crazy questions that's going to make you feel like tackle any issues we usually do that on a normal normal basis but today's going to be nice light and very (laughs) plot twist our our questions are like what happens if you die tomorrow (laughs) I know. I've like I've pulled some questions and put it into like a note document on my computer and I'm like, hmm, <laughs> now that I said that, I'm like, is this gonna get real dark? Cause you know me and Robert <laughs> always lean into the dark side. <laughs> yeah. So um would you like sure. to go ahead and ask the first one? What social stigma does society need to get over? Oh man. Wow, that is a loaded question. (laughs) Um, 
So I feel I I know it's already headed in this direction, but I think the social stigma against like um like gay people or queer people like LGBTQ. I know that a lot of people don't have um, as much of a stigma as they used to anymore. But obviously, once I feel like sometimes you will run into the to the person who when they're finally being honest with how they feel about people, they kind of like make these weird remarks against like gay people or, you know, kind of like when they say that someone's gay, they kind of like have a negative connotation to it. And I think we need to get away from that because you're gonna you encounter so many queer bisexual gay people in your life and we need to get over the fact that that is a thing like I think that people's minds have been so wired to believe that like okay it's a man and a woman in a relationship that they don't even consider like gay relationships to be like a legitimate thing you know and of course like in places like California you know New York Washington like more progressive states um you have you see a lot of those couples and a lot of people who are accepting of that but down here in the south people are not like that and it's honestly like just cringy when you talk to people sometimes and they just like have a they're just like disgusted by it like one of my mom's friends one time we asked her like so what would you do if your son was gay and she told us that she would disown him and I'm like bro you do not love your child how can you sit here and like you seem so open-minded and then when we ask you about if your son was gay you said you would disown him like the fact that you're saying that flat out like that you should be like ashamed of yourself that's like someone that you birthed you created this person and because they choose to live their life in a certain way you're you're gonna disown them that shit I was like I didn't know what to say because that conversation could go like yeah, I don't know it's, quick, it's weird you know? because I'm like I mean, obviously, in my own personal opinion, I think that we've, like, taken a lot of steps in terms of, like, gay marriage and, you know, me personally, I just don't, I don't Mm -hmm. have any, like, you know, feelings towards it, but I'm just, like, I think that we have, like, taken a lot of steps and we are going in the right direction. It's just one of those things that's going to take a long time to get to where it needs to be, you know? Yeah, how long do you, like, what do you think needs to happen um, uh, to be or... honest, I just feel like a lot of the older generation just needs to die. <laughs> like, not, to, not to be an asshole or anything, but it's just that, <laughs> like, I think everyone, every, everyone in our, ready. like, generation and, like, younger is, like, that's not a thing for us. You know, like, we're, it's not something that, like, it's not a, a big topic that we're like, oh, this is this needs to be tackled and this needs to be discussed. Like, I think that we have all kind of taking the steps to be like, okay, well, people need to live their life however they want to live and they need to be happy. It's just, like I said, a lot of the older generation, just like you said, it's your mom's friend. You know, it's the older the older generation who is holding on to these, like, old stereotypes that we just don't abide by anymore nowadays. Do you feel like um, maybe, like, a little bit of education on the um, subject would help no. them? Or do you feel like it's just... Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't, like, because, like, like I said, it's the older, older generation. So I think that, like they know exactly what they feel and they know why they feel it. And it's not one of those things that's like, Oh, let me educate you as to like, why, you know, this is like not, not how you should think. It doesn't matter. They don't, they don't care about what it is that you're trying to educate them about. They have the feelings on it. They're going to stick by it until they die. And that's that, you know, it's not really, there's nothing you can really do about it. And I'm so, I'm so, I'm surprised that you like picked that. I guess if I had this question, I would have chose like tattoos just because like, yeah, I get it. Like tattoos are like more, 
acceptable. But in terms yeah. of like the workplace, it's still not. And it's something that like everyone has. So I'm like, I think that's a stigma that's like stupid. At this point, it's just dumb. Yeah, no, now that I think about it, sometimes you know when it's hard when someone asks you a question and you're like, well, what do I think? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah. No, but that's true. Like the whole tattoos and tattoos and hair yeah. color. Like I guess just yeah. physical appearance in general. Um, I used to feel that a lot because I used to work for Publix. Like that was my first job. And so when I worked for them, I had gotten my nose. I was super into like changing the color of my hair and I had just gotten my nose pierced and they, when you get your nose pierced, you can't take the piercing out for a month. Like you can't mess with it or anything like that. And so I had to put like a, they literally made me cut a little tiny square out of a bandaid and put it on my piercing. And it was like, I felt like that looked so much more offensive to a customer than a, a little stud in my nose. Cause like when people came up to my register, yeah. I could see them looking at it. And I'm like, wouldn't that gross you out to see like a bandaid on someone's face mm-hmm. versus a piercing? You know what I mean? So yeah, I feel that. And then I like dyed my hair and stuff like that. And they always had something to say. And, you know, now that we're nurses and stuff, I know some hospitals don't allow you to have like visible tattoos. Like that's a huge thing. Um, So you got to wear like sleeves. And um, I know in nursing school, they taught us that um, a lot of hospitals or a lot of more progressive hospitals are allowing people to, to have like tattoos and do their hair the way that they want, because it makes the patient feel like they're with a real person versus like someone yeah, it's just really annoying that like, like you know? somebody sat down and decided that like oh this is what like professional is you know like it's the same thing as like when you when when people walk up to walk up to me and they like meet me they have like a certain idea or expectation of who they think i'm gonna i'm like gonna be and it's like super annoying because it's like i'm not i can, I can guarantee you 100 that i'm not gonna be the person that you think i'm gonna be so then it's like you came up with this whole idea as to who I am yeah. and like transferring that into, into the workplace when you're forcing me to like look and act a certain way. It's like, that's not who I am as a person. And did you hire me for who I am or did you hire me to be a robot? Because if that's the case, then I don't really want that. Yeah. It's, it's super funny that you say that, that when people see you, they automatically have an idea of what you're going to be like, because every single person I've ever met has been like, wow, you're a lot different than I thought you would be. And in my head, I'm like, what did you see at, in like, when you first saw me that made you think that I was going to be a certain way? Do you know what I mean? Like, what about me? And then why does it have to be like that? Like a lot of the times, um, if you're pretty or attractive, whatever, people expect you to be a fucking idiot you know like or if you're blonde you know they expect you to be stupid and it's like people may joke about it but they're serious you know and especially if like you're a pretty girl then people don't take you seriously in the workplace you get sexual harassment like from every guy that's there and then like when you're the boss people are like excuse me like um kia touched on that yeah when we did her episode how um, people don't realize yeah. that she's the chef <laughs> in the kitchen. Like, what the fuck? Why? Gosh. Okay, let me see which question. So I have a mixture of different questions. Um, yeah. I'm going to start with some, like, would you rather? So would you rather be in jail for a year or lose a year off your um, life? Probably in jail for a year. Yeah, I think jail for a year because I'm like, you could, I guess, do a lot of self-development within that time. 
because I mean like if you well unless you got okay so this is like reaching into the question but would you rather be in jail for yeah, a year no. they didn't say that you did anything wrong <laughs> when you like when you like think so about it either like way you're like you losing a year of your life but I'm like I'd rather be in jail just because at least in jail like I I'm gonna I'm getting like food I'm getting like water you know I'm still like alive while you know losing a year of your life is making your life shorter in general you know and like Losing that year of life, that doesn't mean that you're in jail. That means that you're dead. You know, that's, a, that's an extra, that's a year off. Or like, what? If, okay, so lose a year off your life. Like, so what if, so today, let's say, let's say it's your birthday. And today you turn 27. And then you went to bed. And then you woke up and you it was your 28th that's birthday. Like a year of your life. Versus like a year that's, in jail. That's losing a year of your life still. Hmm? Yeah, I know, but I'm like, but oh my gosh, my Alexa, <laughs> no, she's like listening to what we're saying and like commenting. I'm like, whoa, yeah, I know that that's still losing a year of your life, but it, I feel a part of me feels like that would be a, a lot easier because like you wouldn't experience anything. Do you know what I mean? It would just be like, okay, I woke up and then a year of my life is gone. Um, but like when you're in jail, you're getting like really disgusting, probably like yeah. nearly expired food. Right. And then you can get shanked. <laughs> and then you probably have to join it. You probably have to join a yeah. gang. <laughs> you know, and like that's a, that'd be a hard yeah. ass year of your life, you know? So I'm like, I think I'd rather you lose the year. Yeah, I guess. Because I don't want to deal with that shit. <laughs> I don't know, man. 12 years of getting shanked and joining a gang and probably getting some prison tax. I'm probably like totally stereotyping what jail is like. (laughs) People are like, that's not how jail is like. Um, It probably made me like need to go to therapy even worse after two. I come out and I'm like so anxious about everything because I'm like, there's some much. What are some red flags to watch out for in daily life? Oh, okay. Red flags to watch out for in daily. Your question are, are make, make me think for real. Um, in daily life, um, I guess I would say be aware of your surroundings, um, as like something that you should do every day, even if it's your normal routine and it's like daylight and you're just walking to your car. You should probably like not have any AirPods in. Be like cognizant of like who is around you. Because I know that people get um, stuck into sex trafficking in broad daylight a lot of the times. Because, like, I, I heard of this one lady that she went grocery shopping and she went to go put the groceries in her passenger side instead of just, like, going into her driver's side and putting them on the seat inside. And someone pushed her into the car yeah. and then ended up kidnapping her in broad daylight. Yeah. And so um, I think, obviously, as, as a woman, that happens a lot. Um, more often just because you know men are a lot stronger in general than women but yeah just to be aware of your surroundings absolutely and like if I know at my job or my (laughs) job I don't even know which I got no job (laughs) which which I also need to ask Mm -hmm. you about after I answer this question just like a side conversation but um 
yeah like at my job you're not if it's dark outside you're not supposed to walk to your car by yourself like that's a rule that we have even though i've been doing that shit all the time but i always have my wine key <laughs> in my hand so i'm like try me bitch <laughs> but yeah just i think people just people trying to scam you man you know even just like one time i went to office depot and i was walking out and i saw this guy like kind of walking at the same pace as me and i was like I thought I was just like thinking into it, you know, and then he comes up to me and like hands super awkwardly hands me a business card for his um, for his work. And I'm like, is this a trick? Like, what the fuck? Mm. Why are you being so weird? Do you know what I mean? Like, are you trying no, to like, trick so me funny right Because now? you said the whole like scam know. thing. When I was younger, I was at freaking Publix too. And I was leaving and this guy had like this stereo system and he had like plugged up in his car. And he was like, he was like playing music and stuff like that. And I, I, I like liked it or whatever. But obviously I didn't like. I didn't think twice about it. And like, as I'm like walking out, he like called me over and he's like, Hey, like, you know, I work for this company. He like gave me the website to like go into the, the, um, my, my phone on the internet and like check it. He's like, yeah, check out the website, check out the price of the speakers, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, damn, they were like thousand dollar speakers, like $1,500 speakers or whatever. I'm like, damn, that's a lot. He's like, yeah, I have like, I have like, you know, I work with the company. So I'm able to like get them at a discounted price and I have some in the back. I'm like, oh my God, that's so good. That's like, that's like cool or whatever. Dumb as fuck. So dumb. He's like, yeah, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like, you know, get a few of these off of my shipment because they ship me too much. And if I send them back, then, you know, there's like, they're going to put them to back to the normal price and just send them out again. So instead of me sending them back, I can sell it to you for a cheaper price. I'm like, oh, cool. How much? He's like, oh, $150. My dumb ass goes into the goddamn fucking Publix. Pulls out one hundred fifty dollars out of the ATM, comes back and he, like gives it to him, and he like I take the speakers home. I get home, I like take them out of the box. They are speakers, but the speakers are filled with sand. Oh my god, Robert! One hundred and fifty dollars down the goddamn drain. Uh... suck that we can't even just trust yeah, people like, just to like, not fuck you over 18 you know like, so like obviously i just wasn't everything that, just, that didn't mean like cross my mind like just the whole fact that he had a website for me to like go to and i'm like it, he's like i work for the company he was i'm pretty sure he's wearing like a uniform for like that company too so i'm like like you know he just he went the extra step to fuck me over there wasn't a reason for you not to trust him and that sucks for people who are genuinely like trying to like have a business yeah. of their own yeah, we just I look know. at them like oh you're trying to scam me <sighs> i guess There's if i had so to say the one red flag that people should like look out for is yes. um when somebody shows you who they are believe them the first time <laughs> you are not I think lying there's so many times where like people try to tell you who they are and then you kind of like, oh, shut up. Don't say that about yourself. Or you like yeah. make excuses for why they're like that. And then they fuck you over. <laughs> and they're and it's like, it's like, like not even if they, <laughs> they don't even have to tell you. But like once somebody like shows you like, like there's an action and like, you know, it's something that like hurts you and you like, you know, when somebody does something and then you're like, oh, wait, like maybe I shouldn't feel like this. Maybe I, maybe I shouldn't like, maybe I'm overreacting or whatever. No, any type of feeling that you have is real. All that shit is true. And you need to acknowledge that in order to make a smart decision the next time. Because if you are giving, you know, excuses and being like, oh, well, they did that because of this, or they did that because they're hurt because of this. And then, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter why they did it. The answer, the, the reason is, or the whole 
fact of the matter is, is that they that they did it, and you need to believe them because they'll do it again. You know. So do you feel like? Oh, that that's where it's like hard because I'm like obviously like I've changed in that way of like I'm not just like running around cutting cutting everybody out of my life, but I think at the same time like. I've gotten really good at like meeting people, realizing like what it is that they're trying to like get out of, out of the interaction. Like, you know, like everybody, no matter what, when you come in and you're meeting mm-hmm. somebody, you're trying to get something out of the, out, out of the interaction, whether it's a genuine connection, whether it's a friendship, whether they got cool sparkly shoes and you want them sparkly shoes. Like, you know, like you're, 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 you're trying to get something. So I've, I've, I've become very good at like realizing what people's intentions are. And and if the intentions are good and something just happened or came out the wrong way, then of course I'm not cutting somebody out of my life immediately. But at the same time, if the intentions are bad, I'm also really good at picking, picking up on that. And I'm very, very good at following my, my instincts. Like there's not, there's not too many times where my, my mind is telling me something and I'm like, no, that's not true. I don't, I don't, I don't, I never do that. I'm not one of those people who do that. I, um, yeah, I feel that I have done that in the past, like felt a certain way and then been like, oh, I'm just being crazy or, oh, like, I'm just, you know, I'm just like overthinking it. And then of course that shit bites you in the ass. And then now as a 25 year old, I'm like, yo, Mm -hmm. if you feel something, that's your intuition. Do not ignore your intuition. You know, that gut feeling that you feel when something bad happens or you, meet someone and you have a weird feeling about them that shit is intuition and you need to follow mm-hmm. your gut 100 percent. i tell people that all the time if you have a gut feeling about something that shit happens the wrong, or yeah. it's true or there's something fucking fishy about it move the fuck on wowzers Ooh, um, which parent are you closer to and why um, um i'm really curious to hear your answer on this one i don't know it's it's like it's like I, I I guess my mom, like I do I I guess my mom is there's nothing wrong with like you know the relationship the relationship that I have with my dad. It's just that my dad has always worked two jobs and you know he's always worked really hard to like support us or whatever. So at that same time, it came to the cost of him being at work all the time. You know, so you just I spent a lot of time with my mom or whatever. And then like mm-hmm. when I was younger, um, basketball was literally my whole entire life. Like. I played AAU basketball. I played basketball for the school. And if you have played any of those and you'll you like, you understand that as soon as school basketball is over, AAU basketball starts. So there is no break. You're playing basketball throughout the whole entire year. And a lot of, a lot of the time it was, you know, me traveling back and forth with my mom to the games and stuff like that. And then when my dad would like come, it would be more of like a, um, coach relationship where he was like you know trying to like talk to me as like a coach and not as like a dad so it would cause a separation in terms of like there was a lot of cases mm-hmm. where I didn't really like need a coach you know I needed a dad instead damn yeah I, I totally feel that um I know that last part where you're like yeah. I didn't need a coach like, I needed a dad like, oh, like, the reason why it wasn't hard for me to like come up with the answers because it's one of those things that I've thought about like you know I, I think it's very important to you know think about where you come from and like how that affected you is like, like now and like now I, I would say our relationship has changed completely I mean to be honest I 
with the whole basketball thing, the way that the story ended is that um, I was offered a college scholarship and I ended up turning it down just because like, I felt like it was take, it was too much of my life. Like, you know, like I wasn't hanging out with friends. I wasn't doing anything and I was really good. And it's like, still to this day, I kind of like, like wonder, I would never say I, I, re, I regret, but I do wonder like, well, what would have happened if I would have still stuck with that road? But at the same time, it's like, what well, I don't, I couldn't say I was genuinely happy. Yeah. And then, you know, that obviously once you yeah. have been in college then it would have been even more time consuming. Cause like now you can't, you're not only doing this because you like basketball and it's like a yeah, hobby. You're exactly. doing it because you need to pay, like they need to pay your know, tuition. That was, that's a, yeah, that was a hard question. And I mean, yeah, I think like now I would say both of them are like on the same level. Cause obviously my dad has stopped working as much and the whole basketball thing isn't there. So we were forced to have to build a relationship around something that's not basketball. I think that that helped us a lot, you know? That's good. And then I think now, obviously, because you're 27, your dad sees you as an adult and he doesn't probably feel as much of a need to parent you. Yeah. And then he can be, he can have more honest conversations with you because yeah. the relationship that I've seen with you and your parents is that they're your parents. Like there's not a friendship within like that relationship. It is yeah. that they're your parents. You know, it's not like me mm -hmm. where like my mom is my friend and then she's my parent. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I think because you're older now, he's, opening up yeah, I don't know. it's just it's really weird when like you like get to the age when you like realize that like you know when you're like younger and you're like oh my parents are like superheroes you know like they they provide and they're like you know the, they uh, mm -hmm. they put food on the table we never have any like i i don't know i don't know about you but my parents have never talked to me in terms of like financial struggles or anything or any, any anything like that like you know any type of like problem that was over my head in terms of like me being a kid they never like brought up to me so like now that like I'm older and I like you're you're like talking to them and you're realizing that like they have a lot of the same problems that you do and that they're trying to figure out the same things that you're trying to figure out it's like it takes away the whole like superhuman thing and brings them more down to like a human level you know Yeah. Oh my gosh. When I was younger, I used to think that my mom was the smartest person I'd ever met and that she just knew everything and anything that I could ever ask her, she always had an answer for. And so my sister and I talk about this a lot, but she's obviously when we grew yeah. up, she's still a very smart person, but she doesn't have all the answers. And it was kind of like a hard reality to accept because like sometimes we ask for advice within like a situation and obviously like advice is like an opinion. And so sometimes like she would give us like advice on what she thought we, sh we should do. And then there was like better advice. And I'm like, wow, I always went to my mom for everything because I thought she was the most knowledgeable yeah. about every topic that I could ever have an, an issue with. But it's because when you're a kid, your issues are so small that of course she has an answer for it, you know? But when you like grow up and you're an adult and there's like financial questions or maybe questions about something that she's never experienced, she doesn't have all the answers. And that was kind of like a hard reality to accept because it, it kind of like, we had this just illusion of, yeah, my mom is the smartest human being who is like unstoppable and just knows everything about mm -hmm. the world and any question that I ask her she knows the answer to and it's just like exactly. bro we're all trying to do the best we can and it's just insane to think about 
now being an adult and thinking how I used to see her and what responsibility that is. Like, I can't imagine have having a person look up to me like that, thinking that I know the answer to everything. And you have to maintain that. And I think that's why kids end up getting so upset with their parents. Um, because they just don't understand that, like, I don't have all the answers. I can't do everything that you need me to do. And we did talk about finances um, when I was little, just because, you know, we weren't always like, we didn't always have money. Like we moved from Jamaica and my mom said she had one month's rent in her bank account. And I didn't know that. And, you know, there was always things that we wanted to do. Like I did ballet when I was in Jamaica and I wanted to do like ballet or piano or something, or gym- I really wanted to do gymnastics when we first moved here. And of course, now as an adult, I realized how expensive of a sport that is to be in. But as a kid, I'm just like, why won't you let me do it? Like, oh, you don't want me to do it, you know, instead of, it's just a lot of money, you know, that's just it. And then just thinking back to like, oh, I I wish I would have gotten like an iPod for Christmas. And then I would get like an MP3 player. And I'd be like, damn, she just didn't want to buy it for me. But it's like, no, which is like where I'm like, so like appreciative because I'm like, I think that like like, the whole basketball, like me growing up that way has just like it's it's a core of who I am as like a person in terms of like, you know, first of all, the, the fact that my parents even cared enough to like put me into something so that I'm not just sitting around, you know, doing nothing. And then just like the stuff that they like that they instill in you in terms of like the, the, the discipline to get up after you like lost or, you know, to the, the friendship, like, you know, the bonding, like the, the overall connections, like it literally made me into like who I am today. And just like you said, your mom, like, you know, wasn't able to provide that, you know, sport for you. I, like, I, I have nothing but appreciation that my parents were able to, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it, and you know, my mom, uh, she went to nursing school when I was a teenager. When I was a teenager and my sister was just starting college, my mom and my sister started, my, my sister started her first year of college yeah. the same year that my mom started her first semester in nursing school. Um, and she was paying $500. She gave my sister rent every month, $500, um, I think was her rent every month. And she paid for that shit. While she was in nursing school, Anna, my little brother was, um, he was probably less than, less than 10. My little brother was less than 10. So she was raising him and me paying for my sister's, um, my sister's uh, apartment while she was in nursing school and she made straight A's and like thinking, and she was working too. And I'm like, whoa, do because I'm in the, we are, I'm in the exact same program that she did. I'm like, how Mm -hmm. the fuck did you do that because I don't have any kids and I barely Mm -hmm. work because I'm in school and I'm struggling to get an A and I'm like wow like that's just Mm -hmm. like out of this world like a lot of appreciation for that you know and she's the one who taught me like like a good work ethic you know so I'm usually like never late to work I don't ever call out you know, I'm not that kind of person. I never call no, sh- never, never, no call, no show. Um, nothing like that. And she taught me to just work hard for what you want. And she, she's the reason why I try to do most things on my own and I don't accept help, which can be to my detriment. But at the same time, it has provided yeah. me with a mm-hmm. sense of independence that I don't need anybody because I can do it on my own. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, and then just to, oh, like, bro, the that, like, your life still goes on and there's still, like, other problems, <laughs> but now, like, there's somebody else that, like, it depends on you, so, like, you have to, you have to deal with those problems immediately, and you, like, I, if I have a kid, I don't want my kid to be, like, cogniz cognizant of, like, what is going on in terms of, like, the struggles or anything like that, like, that's not, to me, like, you're, when you're a child, you should, you should mm -hmm. be able to have that, that innocence to, think that like you know life is just fun and games because there is that's the only time in yeah. life where it will be like that so i don't want to rob my kid of that hell no mm -hmm. yeah me too i definitely want to let my kid have have that innocence where yeah everything's like rainbows and yeah, butterflies but i'm going to teach them like just about like personal safety because Obviously, the yeah, the society that we yeah. grew up in in the '90s was a lot more safe than what it is now. So you know, you want them to be innocent, but at the same time, they need to understand that there are a lot of dangers in the world. Um, and you know how fast kids grow up now, and it's like if you don't tell them, they're going to learn it some other way. And you mm -hmm. don't ever want some your kid to learn something without you telling them about it first. You know, because then it's going to skew their idea of what it is. And I think it's very important to explain to them in like a good way versus them seeing something like murder yeah. on TV. And, and it just, wow, it oh my just God, that can happen if I go outside. You rob yourself you know? the opportunity to like control the narrative. Yeah, like, crazy. like, of course you don't want to, you don't want to control it in terms of like lying, but you, you, okay. you might allow somebody who is less educated or, you know, does not have the same viewpoint as you tell your kid something from their from their viewpoint when that's not that's not what you believe in and that's not what you're raising your kid to believe in you know mm -hmm. exactly so it I, I don't know what raising a kid is like today but i definitely feel like it's a whole nother ball game with just the the availability of information that they can have just like at their fingertips you know because obviously like when we were growing up um I, I yeah google google was a thing but it was kind of just starting up like you'd google sometimes but anything that you really wanted to know you kind of had to ask your parents or like go to the library answer like answer.com you know, or was, ask there was, Jenkins. Like, information right at your fingertips <laughs> ask Jeeves that's what it was yeah wait no was it was it ask Jeeves Ask Jeeves. Yeah. And I, I remember it's so funny because I think it obviously they're search engines, so they're like low key the same. I remember when I was like in eighth grade, I would Google something on or I would Google something. And then if it didn't bring me like the right information I wanted, I would go on Ask Jeeves. And then if it didn't bring me it there, I'll go on Yahoo. And now, like, what the I'm like, let me Google actually if Ask Jeeves is still a thing. Yeah. Or let me just try to search it because I remember using Ask Jeeves. Oh yeah, it's a little thing. It's ask.com. <laughs> so weird. I'm like, who the fuck uses this? <laughs> How are you still a company? <laughs> like, what? That's so funny. Um, um wow. Uh whose turn is it? Right. Oh, because <laughs> I asked you the parents. Then we went on a tangent with that. Uh, I'm looking. I'm like, whoa. What's the most expensive thing you've broken? <laughs> Dead. My car. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you already know. So I, my first car was a 2007 Honda Civic, 
and I had that car for what how much how many years like seven years and bro I fucked that car up (laughs) and that's the reason why my kid is not getting a brand new car I like there though I think the worst thing that I ever did to it was that I needed to change my brakes really bad actually I've done this twice this is actually the reason I don't have that car anymore (laughs) so the first time because okay I'm a small person and the car like you know the way so it was a coupe the way the car was shaped there was hella blind spots and so when I was turning the corner the piece that's like I don't know where my left hand is like the door oh my gosh I'm like explaining so badly anyways it was really thick so my I had like big blind spot there and I was just like not I didn't realize that you're supposed to take like wide turns (laughs) now now in my new car bitch you best believe I have not been hitting any curves hell no I pay for this car now (laughs) um but yeah okay so the first time that I fucked up my brakes I really really needed to get my brakes changed but I hated going to the mechanic because I would have to like wake up super early to drop that shit off there and then I would have to like either wait at the mechanic for my car to be done so like hours or or I'd have to like get my mom to pick me up which was like such a hassle because she would like yell at me about it and all this shit you know obviously trying to like trying to like fit around someone else's schedule basically so I would always like put off going to the mechanic but my brakes were squeaking like a motherfucker and then it oh my gosh it got to the point to where it was grinding and (laughs) I couldn't press my brakes without it sounding like metal on metal and I would have to like, I would have to like, if I saw that I was approaching a red light, bitch, I would take my foot off the gas from so far away so I could just start slowing down. And then I would like barely press my brakes. And then, like the, pe- it would be so loud. The people around me would like look at my car, like, what is going on? Like crunching, crunching, crunching. And then I went on um, like vacation to Portland and my parents had like taken my car in, which was, that's like super spoiled. You know, obviously, because, like, I didn't have to handle that shit, but they took it in, and I had, like, gone, I don't even know what, I don't even know what the, like, proper terms are, but, like, I had gone past, like, through my brakes, like, all my brakes were gone, and I think it was, like, the rotor, like, it was dead-ass metal on metal, and I had to get, like, the whole, all my brake stuff changed, and it was, like, a thousand dollars, and, and the, the reason, so I got a new car in, in October of last year, the reason I got that car was because I fucked up my brakes again. But this time it was like low-key not my fault because the mechanic, I, I went to go get something else changed and I asked him to check my brakes because I was like, I think my brakes need to be changed because they're squeaking. And he said that he checked them and he said, oh, it's just because there's dust in your brakes. That's where they're squeaking, but they look fine. And I was like, okay. Um, because obviously, like, I mean, I didn't really want to spend money on that shit anyways. Um, but he said it was fine. And I, I kept driving on it. And then it started to, it didn't do, like, the grinding sound. I can't remember what sound it was making. But it sounded weird. And I was like, ah, this doesn't seem right. And then I took my brakes into, like, Jiffy Lube or something. Because I do, like, free brake checks. And he said that one of my brakes was yeah. locked. Like, you know how, like, your brakes will open up to let your car drive? It was locked on it. So it was kind of like grinding my, it was scraping on my brakes while I, like the wheel was scraping my brakes, whatever, while I was driving. And that shit was going to be like over a thousand dollars to fix because I needed yeah. that fixed and I needed 
like all my brakes changed, <laughs> you know? And so I was like, I'm getting a new car. <laughs> and I ha- I actually got a warranty on this car. So if I fuck my brakes up, it's covered by the warranty. <laughs> I feel like girls do that a lot with the brakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's the most expensive thing so, I've ever looking. What about I, you? Um... Your laptop? <laughs> My room, I have like a little yeah, table next to that. my bed, and that's where I'll like sit down and I'll like do homework and stuff like that. I'll leave my laptop there. And one night, like I was literally like laying in my bed. My bed's huge, by the way, and it's like really high in the air. So, <laughs> so I like was laying on my bed, and yeah, like the table is like kind of like near the height of the bed. I guess I had a cup of water on there, and it was like like freaking three or four o'clock in the morning. And I I do remember kicking over the cup of water. And I'm like, it's fine. There's nothing on the on the on the table, or whatever. So my dumbass didn't get out of bed. I was morning, and it was water all over my freaking MacBook, all over. Mm-mm. It's been soaking in it. So it was just done. And I'm like, and of Yo, course, at that this point, is the stupidest thing I've ever soaking done. Soaking in there for hours. Um, it was like the um, older, like, it, like, it wasn't, pros, so these right? new line of laptops that have like the little screen bar, like I have the one that's before that now, and that's when I got the new one. So the one that I had was like maybe two or three years older than that. So it was pretty old. It was definitely time. Like it wasn't, it was still working fine, but it was definitely time to like start looking, start looking for a new one. It's just that that situation forced me to get a new one. Yeah, it was not yeah, coming on. It it broke it com- like completely, right? Like the screen is black, I think, right? Damn. And oh my gosh. This makes me sound so fucked up, but I'll just give oh, them yeah. another little thing that I broke. But my laptop. Remember my laptop? <laughs> um <laughs> so my parents bought me a like an Asus Zenbook for Christmas one year, and that shit was like a thousand dollars. And I had it on my bed. I, I think I, okay, so I had that laptop for a very good, long while. Like, you know, in, to, in terms of like laptop years, I think I got, I still have it right now, but I got my new one after I had that laptop yeah. for uh, five <laughs> years. So that's like not bad, but it was struggling for most of the life of the laptop. I'll say that for sure. So I had my laptop on the bed and my dog jumped on my bed and he like jumped on my laptop. And so it cracked the screen. So that was the first thing. So um, it was a little bit like, like, you know, how like there's a screen and then there's like the back to the screen. Like it was a little bit like coming off a little bit like that. And the hinge was kind of fucked up. But then I had it on the bed again. And this is like, don't, I don't ever put my laptop in my bed, my bed anymore. Cause everything bad that's ever happened to my laptop has been on a fucking bed. <laughs> had my laptop on the bed and I accidentally kicked it off like I hit it and it like slid down the side of my bed against the wall and I was like fuck <laughs> I, was like, I don't even want to open it but I opened it and like the hinge was like completely fucked up and now my laptop like wouldn't hold itself open at every angle like it had to be like a certain angle for it to like hold itself up and then it progressed from that to the actual screen falling out of the back so, like, the screen is separate from the back of the computer, if you guys don't know that. And the screen was falling out. And you know what? That was a big mistake. But I have a Ma- I have a MacBook now. And I got life. Apple Care. So, I am good. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't have 
anything nice man i just like i'm so clumsy and i just like yeah. sometimes don't think about shit but that's why now i'm like extra with it i'm like please don't touch my laptop <laughs> all right let me pick one for you it who this is a this is a deep one <laughs> actually should i ask you a deep one yeah let me ask you a deep one because you've been asking me hello deep one all right. <laughs> I've been asking you like nice fun ones. <laughs> um, okay. So um, is free will real or so I think I've actually illusion? talked about you know, I do think that free will is just an illusion, actually. So I think that like we are raised to like be a certain way. A perfect example is this is, is Michael. I mean, I don't know I don't know if Michael yeah exactly so like i think oh, that yeah. like the, we are raised drinking, in a certain way by our parents and eating. like yeah. I, I don't even think that like they're doing it to like take away free will or anything like that they're just doing it because that's the way that they were raised and when that happens i think that like you think that you're doing something because you want to do it but you're doing it because that's the way you were raised so yeah you have the free will to, to do whatever you want but you are you are doing what somebody mm -hmm. taught you to do so, so as a as a as a result, do I think free will is an illusion? Yes, uh -huh. I do. And yeah. I'm like, maybe the only time it's not an illusion is when you are talking about a topic or something like that. Just 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 because that has to deal with like your own morals, which once again you're taught your morals. So when like, there's no way where I don't think that free will is like actual free will, you know. Yeah, so I agree. I think that you may feel like you're doing something because it's just what you want to do, but a lot of it is learned behavior. Like, you wouldn't be like that if someone didn't teach you to be like that. But the caveat to that is that I feel like um, you do ex exercise free will when you give in to your guilty pleasures. I think that's what people consider are guilty pleasures. This is something that, like, you didn't start liking this because anyone told you to like it. It's just something that you genuinely have, like you genuinely found and you started to care for or find pleasure in. And so that's when you exercise your free will is when you give into your pleasures. Cause like, this may be a terrible example, but like serial killers, like they know that they're doing something wrong. Do you know what I mean? But they're giving into that guilty pleasure of killing someone because it brings them pleasure and so yeah. that is free will you chose to kill that person no one raised you to to kill do you know what i mean there may have been like precipitating factors to why you you know turn into a serial mm -hmm. killer but yeah, the right. act of killing someone was your choice that was your free will for sure or like when like you know people yeah. like whatever porn they watch no one's fucking keeping track of what porn you watch so you're gonna watch, you know. You know I'm, I'm sure it's if like, everyone like knew, porn, you can just go down like a weird hole by by accident really fast. <laughs> you know, like you're just like, oh yeah, like just just a little bit of spanking, and all of a sudden it's like, and all of a sudden it's like rape. And you're like, wait, 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 how did I get here? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Or yeah. like, oh my god, this is so TMI. But when you become like desensitized to like normal shit, all of a sudden you're like watching anime. And it's, you like, need something like a little bit fucked up to get like, you going. Going. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, the hentai. <laughs> 
Yeah, for sure. So you can definitely, I think we do have opportunities to exercise our free will, but a lot of people do that shit in secret. Yeah, it's so because weird to like, think about like what, it's not something like, like what things are people like, what things that people are doing that are like socially unacceptable, you know? Like, who are they behind closed doors? Weird. Yes, because. People don't show you their true self. You have to get to know them very well. And even yeah. then, they're still you still behave a certain way in front of people than you do when you're by yourself, you know? So it's just kind of freaky because, you know, like Ted Bundy, like everyone thought that he was a super charming guy who was like really outgoing and all of this shit. And then like behind closed doors, I think it was murdering people. Yeah. So it's just like, you think you know, but you have no idea. Yeah. yeah especially when it's just like going on in their head like thoughts like not even actually just thoughts mm. yeah some sketchy ass shit but that brings out like the animalistic portion of like humans you know because that's what society tries to take away from you is that like animalistic um feeling that you have and like anything that that may be like aggressive or like you know, not socially acceptable is, is animalistic, I feel like. Just like intuition. Yeah, it's just that, like, we're not, we're not, not in, in my own personal opinion, like, intuition. animals and, like, things that live in, like, the wild, they are put into a lot of, like, your fight or flight situations where, like, you know, they're making life or death decisions. And I don't think that us as humans, where we are now, we're not putting in enough of those positions. So whenever, you know, you do have that little ringing and that little bell, that like you know activates during your fight or flight you're not you're not used to it so you're like i'm not going to listen to it because you're not used to having it but guess what the freaking duck that's being chased in that by a freaking alligator i can't even talk duck being chased by an alligator they're you know they have that fight or flight and they have that 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 it, instinct to survive <laughs> and as humans we've been like so cushioned and so supported that like we're low-key losing that Yeah, losing intuition. That's what that gut feeling is. But yeah, also I'm always like, follow your gut feeling because that's dead ass your animal like intuition telling you like, hey, this is right, this is wrong. You know, one more question each. Feeling that you have. All Um, right. So, what are you interested in hmm? that most people aren't? Yeah. Um, I think science, because I'm such a geek, like I love watching documentaries. And I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. And um, obviously, that's not necessarily like science science, but it's a form of science. And I just like to watch a lot of things on like animals and like on like human behavior and things like that Mm -hmm. things that people don't want to watch on the regular do you know what I mean? Um, like little, like sometimes I'll tell you. Okay, so a perfect example. So there, I have like a lot of lizards around my house, as many people do in Florida, and I've noticed that they're they're usually brown, but then once in a while I'll see the same lizard, but it's a different color. It'll be like bright green, and it happens like mm-hmm. like weekly. Um, but I was, but it's the same lizard. I can tell it's the same lizard, you know? And so I'm like, what about that lizard is making it turn green? You know? So I'll like look up on, I'll look up on YouTube, like things about lizards, like videos about lizards. So I can learn more about why they're doing that. 
Uh, and then a lot of the times, um, I'll if when I'm reading our book for nursing school, I'll search the surgeries that they're talking about and I'll watch the surgery. And it's like super interesting yeah. to me. And I'm like, I know that that's not like regular shit that people are like trying to True. look up, you know? Yeah, I love stuff like that. I'm a dork. <laughs> um, what's your personal heaven? Actually, no. Do I want to do that one? Um, no. Mm. I want to do. Would you rather lose your vision or your hearing? Right now. Uh, probably my vision. Those are like the most vital sign, like senses. Yeah, I'm like really into like music in terms of like I'm one of those people that like music can change my whole entire mood. So like I can like be upset or like be angry or whatever, and literally a song can like change that. Mm -hmm. It's like it's one of those things that like I don't think I would want to like live without. And I know that once you learn, once you once you lose your vision, your hearing gets even better. So just to just just to be able to experience that, I think would be like really cool. But I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think I would have to choose my my vision because I I want to hear what's around me. I want to be able to communicate. I want to I want to I want to be able to. I, I maybe I'm just more of like a uh, audio learner, you know. Like I'm more of a audit, audit, auditory person. Yeah. So I feel like I would totally rather lose my hearing because I feel the thought of being in a a world of darkness freaks me out. Like I feel like a tightness in my chest. Like I I couldn't handle just like constant darkness and not being able to navigate the world and like see colors anymore, you know? And like, not only will you just feel, I don't know, depressed because you can't see anything, but then you're, um, circadian um, psych rhythm is going to be thrown off because you can't see when it's light outside. So you probably have a lot of problems sleeping and stuff like that and, and falling like, into never, like, never a, hearing a regular music routine. Again. Or like know? never hearing the, and like your mom or you're like, I would want like to you know, like, it's like, just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but you have the memory of what they sound like. Imagine, okay, so you lose your vision today at 27 you never get to see what your kids look like you never get to see what your parents look like when they're old I couldn't I couldn't deal with that and like okay yeah you would lose your hearing but you can still feel the vibrations of the music so you can kind of interpret it that way like like wasn't Mozart deaf right and he wrote all that shit yeah Mozart I believe was deaf and he was able to write all of this like amazing like pieces of music just through the vibrations that he felt from the piano onto the floor. But then like your your like so, touch and all that stuff I would, would like totally go up too. Face. So like you could probably like touch somebody's face and be able to like envision it, you know? I know, but I, mean, I don't know. Think about <laughs> doing that. Oh no, it wasn't Mozart, it was Beethoven. Right? Yeah, Beethoven. Beethoven was completely deaf and he was able to write all of these um, great pieces of music because he could feel the vibrations from the piano when he played it. And so, yeah. And like, I I understand like that's what a lot of deaf people do. They'll feel someone's face in order to see it, but that's still not giving you an actual picture of what they look like. 
And who the fuck is going to let them feel upon your face like that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you just meet, you hear someone's voice, like you listen to a podcast and you just want to know what they look like. You can't go see that. (laughs) Hell no. And then like, especially if you're in danger, Think about if you're in danger like, and like yeah, you can't see you wouldn't be able to see is. where they are. Oh my god! But your hearing would be so hyperactive that you actually would, just watched, like you know um, like a um, one footstep. Yeah, you know you know exactly where they are. You would know where they are. Yeah, I know, but they could they can move really quickly too. Like I feel like uh, yes, you can know where they are by hearing them. Have you watched Don't Speak? I'd rather be able to see them. I actually just watched um, a movie on Netflix, Hush. a movie where these kids um, are breaking into this army veteran's house, Uh, but he is blind, and they're trying to, like, rob him of, like, his, like, uh, or his retirement, because they heard that it was, like, in the basement. The movie itself is, like, a thriller, and it's freaking insane, but it's so good, because, like, the whole entire movie, he's blind, but he is faster and smarter than them in terms of like he knows where like everything and his house is like at so the first thing that he did when they when they broke in is he locked them in the house and then he turned off all the lights because don't speak yeah pretty sure wait is that what it's called yeah i don't see it anywhere oh wait no i see it i see it um, but I don't think this is the movie you're talking about. It says, friends approach a quiet town to find help, and a few residents they find warn them to be quiet after several friends <laughs> like, are killed. Now, rest, now, now the I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to real quick. That's, like, not the movie you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, that's also a movie, Robert. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it's not real life, but... Yeah, I just I, I actually just watched a movie about it's called Hush and it's this writer. She lives like pretty isolated in the woods by herself and she's deaf and mute and some guy comes to kill her and like she can't she obviously can't yell and she can't Yikes. hear him and so he's like going around her house and shit and she doesn't know where the fuck he is. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, whoa. I- I'm so grateful for my all having all my senses like being able to see even though my vision's terrible (laughs) um being able to hear and feel you know all of that because there's a lot of people who do not have that luxury and we need to realize that that is a luxury don't take that shit for granted i would never i would die if i lost like i don't i'm like i i know i would fall into depression if i lost one of my senses especially like my vision because like I'm a super visual person, you know. I'm, I'm I learn like through, um, like I think audio, I would just the best, adapt. I think I'm just I I'm, really. I'm very good at adapting to, to things me. in general. So I think I would like take it day by day, and I would I would I would adapt. I mean, you don't really have a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. It is what it is. I know. Like, so, guys, I think it. that we have reached the end it of this episode. Hopefully, we were able to get your mind off of this whole coronavirus thing, you know, give you a few minutes of just, like, you know, laughing and, you know, getting used, you know, having some thoughts, thought-provoking, you know, questions and all that. Yes, all that good stuff. Um, uh, as as always, stay safe. Wash your hands. Conversation. Practice it all. 
social distancing thing and you know we will we this will end we will reach the other side and you know <laughs> life will continue but i guess just be mindful of like the person that you that you want to be when you walk into this new thing that will now be our world you know Yeah, absolutely. Make sure that you guys stay positive. This isn't forever. And, you know, we always are complaining that we want a break. And this is the ultimate break. So, you know, get some good sleep, exercise a little, pick that <laughs> recipe that you've been wanting to try, you know, um, read a book, <laughs> take a walk, and make sure that you guys go and give us a thumbs up on Apple Music. I mean, Apple Music. Wow. You know, drop my mixtape, Apple Podcast, and leave us a nice little yes, review. Yes, for sure. Thank you guys so you guys much for your support. And just just know that you're not alone. Podcast. We're all going through this. And, you know, if you ever need someone, you got me and Brittany, reach out to us. We will respond always. Um, and we really appreciate all your guys' support. Um, we will catch you later. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah. I was to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. Um, catch us on Instagram if you guys would like. <laughs> Robert. Um, Mine is Robates, R-O-B-B-A-T-E-S-S. And my Instagram is B-R-V-T-T. Adios. <laughs>